everyone. Thank you for listening to The Woke Agent. My name is Tiffany Jarvis. I am your host. I'm a local real estate agent in Lexington, Kentucky. And this is my podcast where I talk to my friends in the real estate business about how they run their personal business, their opinions, their outlook on the industry ahead, and just generally how they stay woke in this crazy business. Uh, We do so many deals with these people. We never know anything about them. I am here to change that. My guest today, I'm so excited, is Stephanie Kellerman. Did I say that right? You did, yeah. Stephanie Kellerman, she works at Keller Williams Bluegrass. Yes. And I did a deal with her last year. I've only done one deal with Stephanie, and I don't really know that much about her. And I was like, we had a great deal together. It was an investment thing, and then she was just gone out of my life. And I wanted her to come back in my life. So welcome to my Wokerage. Oh, thank you. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to learn about you. Um, so tell me what you did before you got into this business. So my journey's been a little crazy. When I graduated from college, I my first job was at Central Bank, and I was a teller and a personal banker. And from there, I became a mortgage loan officer. Okay. And I did that for about five and a half years, and then I got my real estate license. Wow. So you've been on both sides of this. I have, and it's very helpful at times. Okay. I I didn't know any of this. So are you a numbers person? I am. Not so much that I didn't quit my accounting degree in college, but um, I do. I love the mortgage industry. I was just a little bored with it at some point. Okay, but you were taught, obviously, with the loan officer gig to, because it's just a little bit of numbers and a lot of uh, marketing yourself and sales. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were like, you know, I'm going to just go into sales. I can do this. Right, right. And I liked mortgage originating. I just got a little bored with being behind the desk. I'm a very social Sounds person, awful. and so um, it just didn't fit me anymore. Okay, so you, how many years ago was this? Um, I got my real estate license October of 03, so 16 years. So you've been through the 2008, you've been through all this. Um, tell me about that, because not a lot of people have, have been in that long. Yeah, so that was a very painful time. Um, I had been in the business a few years, obviously, um, and really uh, wasn't at the knowledge level I'm at now with how to generate business and how to keep in touch with my clients. And um, I really struggled during the recession, but I am a very determined and competitive person. And so I was not giving up. I did work several jobs, but I knew there was nothing else I wanted to do. Did you see any indication when you were in the lending business of like the proof is in the pudding and this is what's coming or it was kind of like a blind, like blindsided Oh my gosh, you know, I did I had I did not know that this was coming. Yeah, so I got out of the lending business completely April of 04. I've been a full-time realtor since then. And so the market was still good for three more years. So um I didn't see it coming because um I just wasn't wasn't as knowledgeable as I am now. Okay. Um so okay, I asked you what you did before this. Um I kind of I I guess you kind of answered like why you went into this. So tell me about your business. Like, where does it come from? Are you, you know, mine is I'm a heavy Zillow agent, um, cold caller. Um, I work a lot of buyers. I work a little bit of sellers. But tell me what your, 
what your thing is, you know? Yeah. So after 16 years, I'm fortunate that a lot, about 90% of my business is repeat clients and referrals from those clients and my sphere. What about when you first started and you were like, oh my God, I don't know anybody. I'm new. Yeah. Did you call on those people that you uh, worked in the lending? I did. Uh, are you allowed to do that? I yeah. Don't know what- yeah. So I called and had a database. My database was everybody I did a mortgage for. And so I started generating those people. I worked for a builder a long time ago, and I sat open houses, and I sold a lot of new construction, um, and I built my business um, that way. So that's okay. originally how I did it. Now it's all repeat and referral, and I um, I don't pay for online leads. So it's okay. all just face-to-face marketing and networking. I do call and try to help for sell by owners at times, but that's not my main focus. It's okay. my clients. So I follow you on Facebook and it look I'm I'm not sure. It just looks from the outside looking in that you have maybe built a team. Um, I'm not sure who this other person is that you take pictures with. And I thought, you know, it might be a buyer's agent, it might be an assistant, like Tell me, tell me who this mystery person is. <laughs> so that's Emily. She's my work wife, a.k.a. my administrative <laughs> assistant. And I, uh, we've joked that we're both going to die in that office together because she's not going anywhere. She <laughs> saves my life. I won't let her. Yeah. <laughs> is she full time with you? No, she only works 20 hours a week. Okay. Sometimes more. Uh, but the good thing about Emily is I watch her and she gets done in 20 hours what most administrative assistants get done in 40 because it's super important for her to get home because she has children. And so um, she and her husband are very hands-on parents, and uh, I'm happy to have her for the time that I have her. Okay, so I know that you've been at Keller Williams Bluegrass for 10 years. I have, yes. That's a a long time to stay at one brokerage. It is. Um, Where were you before that? So I started my business at a company, a little independent firm that doesn't exist anymore. Okay. And then I went to another independent firm that doesn't exist anymore. So I'm seeing a pattern here. I was going to ask you why, why the big box broker, why you're still there, but it, it sounds like, well, because they're not going anywhere. Yeah. And, um, and uh, you know, the main thing about Keller Williams for me, it's it's really like my second family. And so um, I don't have a big family, but there I go in the office and it's like my family. And um, I am very education-based. And so I, even after 16 years, you will find me in more than one class a month. Um, either at the board or at my office or I travel. I just got back from Austin for a class and it's super important and they provide all of that for me. I I recently met um, Josh Shepler in person and he, I asked him the same question, why KW? And mm-hmm. he said, the education is so valuable to me that He's like, look, I, I mean, I, he's running a huge company, a big property management company. Right. And he's like, I go to these classes. I'm obsessed with it. I love it. That's why I'm there. And even running a big team here, you're a small fish in a big pond with KW because, you know, I was just in a room where most of the people, their GCI is in excess of a million dollars. So I'm a small, small fish learning from big fish, which is good. You're in the same office as Kitty Lane, who is my spirit animal. And <laughs> I love Kitty. <laughs> Podcasters who are obsessed with KittyLane.com. No, I'm kidding. That's I haven't bought that yet. Um, but 
<laughs> um, so I want to hear about your trip to Austin. What was this? Was it a KW event, like exclusive to KW people? It was. Or was it for anyone? No, it was actually an event about, um, they have a coaching company called Maps Coaching, and I am exploring um, becoming a coach in the future. Okay. Um, and so it was all about that. Who, there's a coach here. Is Tara, Tara Smith, is she a MAPS coach? She, maybe? I think so, yes. There's, She's in a different office. Yes, I, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. I get them confused sometimes. They're they're both quite large offices. Yes. Um. So, okay, so that you picked your brokerage because you had been at two independents that went out of business. Right. Um. Did you interview with like a bunch of brokers or you were like, KW, you are it? Well, um, you know, that was 10 years ago. So I hadn't been in the business too awfully long. And I just admired a lot of the people, especially the women at KW Bluegrass. They are kind of the icons of our industry. And you mentioned Kitty, like Kitty. Lane <laughs> and Linda Wiley and Sherry Butler. And, Who was the broker back then? Uh, it's always been Myrna Downing. Oh, oh yeah. she, so she's been there for a long time. She too. has. She okay. has. Yeah, she helped open the office and has been the principal broker ever okay. since. Um. So what makes you, that's what makes you passionate about KW is the education and the women, which is so cool. Yes. Um, so what makes you passionate about real estate and this business and your business? So part of the reason I wanted to be a realtor was I bought my first house at 23 and it was a terrible experience. So can I tell you, I bought this little house on the south end of Lexington. I was under contract and I'm single and I'm 23 and it's just this cute little three bedroom, two bath house. And out back was this deck that had a hot tub sunken into it. And I was so geeked about that. And then I go to do my final walkthrough and the hot tub and deck are gone because my, oh my realtor God. didn't put it in the contract. Is this realtor still practicing? They are. And I was devastated. You don't need to spill the no, tea. No, no. It's okay. No. Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> was devastated. And so, you know, after doing mortgages, I thought if they can do real estate, I know as detailed as I am and as compassionate as I am that I can do it better and that I don't want anyone else to have a terrible experience. They ripped that deck right off of there? They did. They took the deck and hot tub and they were gone. I've I've never seen that. I've seen the hot tub. Like most most people are like, we don't want that thing here. Get that away. But you like walk down into it. So they, you know, once they took it out, it would have been a big hole. It's a big hole. Like so, they took the deck too. That's wild. Yeah. So I don't want anyone to have a bad experience, and that doesn't mean I can control everything, but it does mean that it's not my fault. What happened? So um, one time when I was new in real estate, I um, didn't put curtains on there and the buyer want the buyer had them and no the buyer had the curtains on there I had the seller and she took the curtains and I was like oh well it's okay I'll I'll just buy you a new set of curtains they were like $300 like custom fit yeah curtains. but you did and what was I right ate that I mm-hmm. ate that cost and I, I bought the curtains so what happened in your case so I bought a were, house without a hot yeah. <laughs> that realtor was like no honey you ain't getting it that's right. He's like, I'm really sorry. You're not getting a hot tub. Oh <laughs> um, so how do you still generate business? Are you, um, you've been doing this for what, 16 years, mm-hmm. you said. So um, are you, how are you generating business now? Is it just a repeat book of business that you've had for 16 years and you, 
do you call those people every day? What's a what's a day in the life of, of Stephanie? Well, so um, I it may sound cliche, but I really um, this is what's in my heart and my mind is I treat my clients like they're my family and friends, and a lot of them become my family and friends. And so I focus most of my efforts on those people. And so I have a pretty good size database, and I call them four times a year, and I have client appreciation parties. I'm doing a pie pickup next week. I do cookies with Santa. I do a happy hour. I And, and you're dropping off these pies and stuff at their home? They actually are picking them up at my oh, good. office. I did this last year, and it about killed me. No, so yeah, like, I can't. So they'll walk in and get their pie with their little pie server, and we'll have a little information about our cookies with Santa event. And I'll get to, you know, talk to them for a few minutes and hug them and kiss the babies, and then nice. it's just good relations. And so I do call them four times a year. I send them a birthday card, a purchase anniversary card. I'm very much in tune with my clients. Therefore, they send me their friends and family and neighbors, and they're always willing to. To refer me because they've had a good experience. When you call them four times a year, um, do you do you ask them right there on the phone? Do you have a friend or family member looking to buy or sell real estate? It depends on how that conversation goes. So my main focus is to call and check in on them and see how they're doing. Okay. And if they have a life change coming up, it may lead to real estate. But my focus is never to ask for business. It's to stay in relationship with those people and for them to know I care about them. So it's a very genuine phone call. Okay. So if you were my client, I may call and say, Tiffany, did you go on a good vacation this summer? And we would go from there. Okay. Um, so four times a year you do this. Mm -hmm. How long does this take? And what time are you calling these people? Usually between 9 and 11. I try to do my lead generation in the morning when my brain is fresh and I'm actually speaking in full sentences. Okay. Um, okay. So are you, are right now, are you working, do you work more buyers or sellers? It's 50, 50. Okay. And it took me a long time to get there. So obviously for the first half of my career, it was more buyer, buyer. focused, maybe six, 70, 30, and it moved to 60, 40. And this year it is dead on the nose, 50, 50. So it took you 16 years to get to that I'm asking this because I I'm primarily working buyers. I've been in I've been selling real estate in in Lexington since 2015, so not that long. And I hear all of this, you know, seller seller, you know, le listings are lasting. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but like, I work a lot of buyers, and that's just what I do. So, 16 years in the business, you're you're coming to a 50 50. Mm -hmm. And it so, took me a while. Apparently, I'm a slow learner. So I'm not going to give up with like, the no. listings will come, man. They will. I do these. I'm like, I'm curious about how people, you know, how they handle their business and how they run their business. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, the theme in all of this is like, it ain't easy. It's not, but it's you can hard. handle so many more listings than buyers at one time. Oh, yeah. But like, just generally being an agent, a full-time agent, oh, it's so easy. Like, I'm going to get my license and like, I'm going to be rich, you know? It's not easy. There is nothing easy about this job. Is it rewarding? Absolutely. If you have a friend, let's say you have a friend that um, comes to you and they're like, hey, Stephanie, I want to be a realtor. I want to... I want to be rich. I want to I want to sell $10 million of real estate, and I want the white Lexus. <laughs> what do you say to this person? So this might not be a popular answer, but it depends on 
if I truly think that person's a good fit to be a realtor. Which is rare to me. I've 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 talked to one person that I've met in five years and I was like, Have you ever considered getting your license? Yeah. One person. They have to have and I think on one of your previous podcasts, this, this person said the same thing. It's that it factor, and it's charisma, and it's being able to talk to strangers, and just being uh, able to carry on a conversation. And I know that sounds funny, but a lot of people have their head down, and they're not talking, and they're not going to be a good realtor. So I'm not going to tell someone it's a great career, and they can do what I do if I don't believe that. Um, so let's say they, they do get their license and, and you're like, okay, you know, maybe they came from the banking industry mm-hmm. and they're a little familiar with it. You know, how, how, what would you tell a brand new realtor on, they're like, Stephanie, how do I get business? Well, you know, it's funny. I mentor a lot of new agents that come through our office and there are some things you can do. And a, the first thing you need to do is create your database. And, you know, they say, well, I don't know anybody. Well, how many Facebook friends do you have and how many people are in your phone? So that's where you start. And then you call those people and you tell them you're a realtor and that you're, in my case, I mentor people to say you're with the top brokerage in sales in the city. And you have, yes, you're new, but you have a mentor and they can say my name. I don't care if I am mentoring them who can help you. And then you do open houses every time someone will let you. So if you do two on Saturday and two on Sunday every week for six months, you know what? You're bound to stumble across somebody who wants to buy or sell a house. Not me, man. I did open houses and I just hated them. I'm not going to lie. I was so bad. I'm still so bad at open houses. Well, you have to find what you're good at. But I pick up the phone and I call strangers I just not everybody can do that. No, that's true. But when I moved here, I didn't know anybody. I'm from Eastern Kentucky. Um, Me too. Did I you know that? No. Where are you from? Harlan County. Oh, you're from the you're from the dirty, like real <laughs> Eastern Kentucky. <laughs> the dirty. <laughs> Ooh, that's great. But no, I didn't know anybody, and I built my business on strangers. And that's I I met these new agents in in Remax recently in my office, and. They were like, we don't know anybody. You know, the broker's like telling me to call my database. And I'm like, you don't need that. Like, call a bunch of strangers if you don't have anybody. Call these for sale by owners. And, you know, it might be awful, but like, who cares? You know, well, it's just just different personalities. I very rarely call a stranger now. Which is awesome. That's when I'm when I'm in this business for 16 years or 10 years, you know, at my brokerage, I want a business like that where I don't have to pay for leads and I don't have to call. I might call because I just like it. Yeah. Well, you you'll know, you'll just, have that. You're a good I realtor. Kinda, I just kind of like it. So are you, uh, what is your goal? Are you with your assistant? Like, do you think she will eventually move into sales? Not no. at all. No. Good. She, yeah. <laughs> she'll be where she is. And my goal um, for next year is 64 units to help 64 people families and um, what were you this year do you know yet for about I'm gonna end at about 45 okay so my goal is to build a small team I don't want a giant team and a lot of people to take care of so in in all likelihood next year I'll add a showing assistant who will show properties for me but I'll still do the negotiations okay but the showings are what take so long so in my buyer consultation I'll explain that to my people and hopefully my showing assistant will be able to show the houses and that will free up my time to get more listings and you know my ultimate goal is to have multiple strings of income and so next year 
investment property. Investment property. And then I have profit share at Keller Williams that I have as a good stream of income for me because I've built that over the years. And then just multiple streams of income because I don't want to depend on real estate. If that goes down, I want to have other things supporting me. Do you ever plan on retiring from selling real estate? Um, You know, I love it so much. I'm not sure. What I do know is I hope to have enough streams of income that maybe I won't hustle quite as hard, but I probably would until I'm incapable. I don't see myself turning down showing a house or selling a house for someone I really like. Okay. So um, you and I are similar in this. The Sheridan was my last guest, and he talked about the goals and things, and, and a lot of people are, you know, I want to get to 10 million or 12 million. And I was like, that's not who I am. I want to sell 60 homes a year, you know, consistently. I will hit, you know, maybe. 50, 55 this year. So you and I are on a similar, similar page. And I love that you were like, you know, I want to sell, this is the number I want to sell. Cause in my opinion, like if you hit that number, the money's going to be there. Oh yeah. Like well, you're going to sell 10 million if you're selling 60 homes a year, you know? Yeah. If you help enough people get what they want, you'll get what you want. That's, that's true. That's true. Um, you seem like an agent that just loves on people, and I love that about you. Um, I You just seem like a, a kind, like, giving, generous person. Sometimes to a fault. I could feel that. I could yeah. get that. I could get that. Um, have you ever experienced or seen um, maybe another agent that, that wasn't that way? A lot. I see that a lot, and I'm struggling with it a little bit with, um, you know, maybe you're not woke. <laughs> there are a lot that aren't. You're not woke. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit with this. How do you deal with this? How do you deal with, oh, you realtors, you're all the same. You're just, you're this or that. And you're like, no, I'm, I'm trying to be different. Yeah. So I, um, you know, it's, it's a little easier for me at this junction because I've built a reputation amongst my people. And my people are a pretty big clan. But I think that, you know, online reviews are important and they speak. People can call for references. Where, um, where are your online reviews going? Google. Okay. Facebook and Zillow. Okay. Um, I have about equal on Google and Facebook, on Zillow and, and Google. So, um, and I feel like the folks that aren't in it for the right reasons and that don't do things the way they should, I'm a firm believer in karma. Yeah, I, I want to believe that too. I mean, and I, the the hopefulness in me is like, you know, these people will be dealt with accordingly. And that's what my dad was like, don't worry. These, the, the universe will deal with them accordingly. And mm-hmm. I'm like, but then I'm like, you know, maybe not though, like, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, just just kind of float along. And, like, I don't know. I wake up every day. I got to go get a job. I'm unemployed. Like, I've got to sell real estate or I don't eat. Like, right. there's no one that's going to take care of me. That's so, right. I'm single, too. So I, get I know. That. We're, we're in the same boat here. And, like, you know, it's a struggle sometimes. So I know you're you're at a, a company that hires a lot of new people. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're not so much that company. We only hire uh, full-time, uh, you know, we only hire full-time people, but I know that KW doesn't all the time. So 
is it a struggle? It it might be for me to uh, someone new coming in that is brand new, and they're maybe their parents are from here and they're wealthy and they're like just getting business like left and right of all these like wealthy people, and you're like, oh, like what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah, I try not to compare myself to everybody else because you know their outside's not what their inside is, and what they project on social media may not be what they're living. That's true. And That's true. jealousy won't. Not that you're, I'm saying you're jealous, but it no, won't I get me. Be. Well, it won't get you anywhere, girl. So you're right, you're right. You're right. And so, yes, we do hire a lot of new people because we have systems in place to train them. That's so, true. I believe that. So I we really have do. productivity coaching for new people twice a week. They're with a coach who's teaching them. You know, we have very hands-on classes every day in our market center. That's not true. Fridays, we usually don't have a lot of classes. Um, and so, you know what? I was new once. and Thank God yeah. somebody gave me a shot because yeah. now I'm one of the top producers. That's true. That's true. So are you, so you are helping some of these new people. Are you selective on who you choose to, to help or do they kind of pair these people with you? They don't know. It's not an official mentoring program. It's just they, if they connect with me and like my personality and they're, they're bold enough to come ask me a question, I'm happy to help them. Okay. But they're not following you around and like no. you're teaching them how to. No, but there's estate. a new agent that sits outside my office to hear what I say and good for really? her. Good for her. Cool. Yeah. She listens to you on like phone calls and. Yeah. If I'm making a listing appointment or qualifying a buyer or calling my database. And then the other day I heard her calling her database and saying the same thing. Well, good for you, girl. Oh, that's, yeah. that's nice. They yeah. make you feel good inside. It does. Like, it, it, and if I can help her, that's great. So you, um, you have brought in people to this company, um, which is why the profit sharing is a big thing for you. I don't quite know how it works. Um, you just refer someone in and you, you, do they, so let's say I have a sale and you referred me into the company. Does my commission cut come down? No, and it's not easy to explain. However, the, of course. Pro, the profit, well, in this forum, I mean, I yeah. can do it on paper, <sighs> but every agent's on some sort of split, obviously. We do have a cap. And so the company is owned by people, individual people. Keller, okay. Each Keller Williams office is individually owned. Okay. And they get 51% of the profit, and then 49% is what the office is run by. Okay. And they split that profit with the people who built the office. So the, the 49% is split amongst the people in profit share. Gotcha. So, That's but it's the just, easy version. It's just that one, that one office. So they're splitting that 48%. To run the office. Well, no, they take all the money, they run the office, then the profit is split. 51 to the owners, 49% to the people who are in the profit share pool. Okay. So can you generate like a legit income from this? I don't know how yes. people do this, don't they? Yes. So there are people who are earning in excess of a million dollars a year. Not in Lexington, but yes. Um, I do know that when EXP came out, it was this big competitor of... Um, of KW and the profit shares and all this stuff. What is your opinion of that? Uh, what are your thoughts on a, 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 a virtual office? Um, I have 
my thoughts, but I would love to. <laughs> For me, my office is like my second home and my family, as I said before. So I would, my personality doesn't lend to working for a virtual office. Where would that, how would that agent that sits outside my door ever get any help if it's a virtual office? Um, so are you going in every day? Do you try to I go, go in? I go in almost every day. I try to, I try to do that too. I'm more productive there than at my home. Oh God, same. Because at home, gonna, I'm doing laundry and playing with the dog. And yeah. That's what I, I want to watch TV and eat and like be with my dog. I'm not going to call or like do anything. Productive. Well, and he cries when I call people because I'm not paying attention to him. <laughs> so you literally. So there's that. There's that. <laughs> um, so in my opinions with that too, I'm not a fan of the virtual. I mean, I get it. If you don't, if you like it, that's your thing and that's cool. But I, it hasn't, it doesn't seem to have caught on a lot with our market I don't know if it ever will no I, you know I don't either and I don't you know I don't know much about their profit share model I don't think it's true profit share I think it's stocks they yeah, that are a little different yeah. and so when you have an office that has open books like ours does and there's a percentage of profit shared each month as long as your office is profitable and you're in the profit share pool you're going to get money and I can recruit or refer, let's say you lived in Atlanta, Georgia, and you were getting your license or you weren't happy at your brokerage or you were just looking for a change and you found Keller Williams to be the best office for you. And you said, you know what, my friend Stephanie in Lexington's why I'm here. I could get profit share from that office. So it's okay. it's worldwide. We even have growth share from 32 countries. And so it's bigger than just here in Lexington. Is is KW the biggest it's the biggest in Lexington, or is Rector Hayden still? No, no, no. We have 450 agents between the two offices. Okay. So and about 18% market share. Okay. Yep. That's, I think that's bigger. Way bigger. Than... Yeah. Combined, the two offices. Okay. But they're different owners. They are, but it's under the KW it, yeah. envelope. Mm -hmm. um, so th this image of this, you know, we're talking about image and, oh, this is easy and, how how do we how do we change that? How do we move past this? You know, oh, you're a realtor, like you're just a salesperson. You're a salesman. You're a used car salesman. I'm like, no, we're not. I think you just have to show them with your systems and how you treat them and your processes, and and once they see it and see how great you are, they're never gonna say that again. I I, I like to say like, look, we're not gonna stop. Um, and I've talked to a lot of people about this with, we should do more classes, more, we should do more education, we should make it more expensive. And I'm like, number one, like, I didn't have no money. You know, my background was in the news, I made $9 an hour, like, it was scrounging together the couple thousand dollars to start. Like, it's not quite fair to me to think that, well, to be a realtor, you need to have 10 grand in the bank. Like, I just don't. That's just, I just think that's not fair. But, you know, in all these classes, I'm like, when I got my license, it was, I only take like two classes a year. Right. Same. And it should be more than that. It is now, isn't it? Like they go through mm -hmm. more. Yeah. But you know as well as I do that like the people coming out now, they're not always quality people either. Um, Just like when you were coming out 16 years ago and me five years ago, it's, mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's not think about right. how many people you went to class with that aren't in the business anymore. It's a natural attrition. What did they say, like, um, look to your left and look to your right, and, like, um, those people are not going to be around yeah. in, what is it, a year? A turnover in a year? 
Well, now they're saying one in 10 agents are gone in six months. Wow. 84% of new realtors stop after one year. They get out of the business and they go back to where they came from. 84%. And so that's really not hurting our industry because it's natural attrition. And let me tell you, when a shift comes, and it's coming because it's already started. Do you feel it? Oh, yeah. I feel it. And uh, they'll be gone. Yeah, they will be gone. And, you know, but I, I thought, well, how do we how do we change this industry? How do we stop these, you know, not so quality people coming in? And I was like, you know, we're not going to. But you don't have to hire them as a broker. That's my opinion. I'm like, they will go somewhere else. That's what I told my broker. I'm like, you're not we're not going to stop people coming in. It doesn't mean you have to hire them. Right, but if they're nice people and their intentions are good, they can be taught real estate. Oh, yeah. So unless they're just a bad person, everyone deserves a chance. And if I hear someone saying— And I mean these, like, bad people. I don't mean, like, I'm new and I'm I'm confused. I've never done this before. I'm like, we can— we can help you with that. Mm-hmm. Like, or you just moved here. I'm like, you. we can help you. It's not very big. Yeah. But I mean these, like, people that are just, they're just not great, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, you just don't have to hire them. That's true. And again, how many of those people truly become successful? A more, few. More than you think. I just give people the benefit of the doubt, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so um, your goal next year was... 60, 64. 64. Why not 65? Nice round number. <laughs> I don't know. When I did all the math and I do some pretty detailed business planning, 64 is what came Are up. Are you one of those people that, like, when you set your alarm in the morning, like, if you set it for, like, 630... Some of those people are like, I'm going to set it for like 634. No, no, I'm not (laughs) like that anywhere else, but it just is the number that came up. Um, So you came from the banking industry. I, from what I do know of you, you seem like super organized and how, how do you stay organized in, in handling all this? Well, I am naturally very OCD and organized. Are you a high C? No, no, not really. I'm a high D, really. I'm a high D, high C. Yeah, I'm more D-I than C because oh. I'm very social. I bet your assistant is the C. Yes. Yeah. So um, I'm organized, and she is uber organized, and we have a checklist. Okay. Shocking. Just a paper. We have a checklist for listings. We have a checklist for buyers. She puts calendar reminders when it's time to do the inspection, and we just make it work. Are you using a CRM or does KW have they that provide for you? one? Okay, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Are you and do you use it? I do, I okay. do. It's actually new to us, and it's a lot more than a CRM, and it's another exciting thing that we offer. And so we're all training on it and learning What's it. Called? It. Command. Oh, I've heard of this. Yeah, I've heard of this. So it's really cool. And so yes, we do use it. Although our birthdays and anniversaries are just on a calendar. Okay. Do you call do you call people on their birthdays and anniversaries? Uh their anniversaries are purchase anniversary, so no. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um we do send a card for okay. everything and then I do text or call or Facebook on their birthday. Have you ever done mailers and did they ever work for you? I do you? mail. I, I mail to a neighborhood. Um I mail to my database. Um not every month to my database, but we do a lot of mail and I write a lot of notes. So you are farming a neighborhood now? I do. Um, how long have you been doing this? Uh, roughly three years. Holy moly. 
Have you got any business from this neighborhood? I have. And I live there. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so do you, have you got any business from direct mail yes. through the farm? Yes. Wow. Yeah. I had a lady call me. Uh, we helped them sell and buy last year. And she said, you mail us a lot of things and you look really nice. Could you come talk to us? How often are you mailing? Monthly. Monthly. Do you, and do, are you handwriting these things or you have a They're company? postcards. Oh, if, is it a company that's just like. Emily designs you? them at my assistant and then they mail them for us. Okay. Quantum Digital, maybe? I've heard of this. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. I've never heard of anyone, like, getting business from the mailers, but that's cool. It doesn't hurt that I live there, and I let them know I live there. And I walk my dog, and I wave at people as I walk my dog, and then, you know, they recognize my face. I'm not... Where do you live? Glassford. Where is that? It's um across from the summit. Oh, okay. I know. Okay. That's like... Yes. Okay. Out in the suburbs for you. It is. I'm a downtown. I'm a downtowner. Inside the circle. Yeah. If I had, if I could choose my business, I would never, I would sell inside New Circle only. I wouldn't even go outside the circle. Yeah. I haven't sold much downtown. It's about where you live and where you network. Yeah. Um, so I, let me see, what else do I have for you? Can you tell me just a little bit about like, not real estate. Like, who is Stephanie not in real estate? I do know from following you on Facebook that you're really close to um, your niece, nephew. Um, yes. Yes. That's what I do know about you. I don't have kids, and so they get the benefit of Aunt Stephanie's time and probably money. Um, and so my niece is 11 and my nephew's 5. And so I do spend a lot of time with them. And I'm a sports fan and so I go to UK football games my family tailgates my cousins drive from Chicago every home game and we tailgate and then I have uh, fortunately this year I happened to on some basketball tickets so I go to basketball games and um, I play poker that's one thing no oh. one not many people know I didn't know that that's cool yeah so I play ta- like online poker no or? like at at a table so I play at people's houses and then occasionally go to the casino and I play Texas Hold'em, and I really enjoy that. So so that's your, um, I'm stressed out, like, yeah. you know, if you have a stressful time, which is a lot of the time. I yeah, think, I mean, you know? I, there's a group of us that play on Wednesdays, and there's nine of us, and we just, you know, it's a few hours, and you take up whatever you're willing to lose. Is and it which, a women's group? No, or? I'm the only woman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please tell me that you win and, like, you just swipe the floor with them. Well, because of my personality, I win more than I lose because I'm not willing to lose my hard-earned money. So, I break even a lot. Last night, I lost $6. So, you know, it was a night of entertainment. Are you a Vegas fan? Oh, I love Vegas. Love Vegas. Do you – so, how many conferences have you been to this year? You just went to Austin. Are Um, you a big conference person? Yes. So, I went to – Austin in the fall. I went to New Orleans in February for a conference. Do you go by yourself or who do you go with? I went by myself to this one. Um, Lots of people from my office go to the one in August in Austin. It's called Mega Camp. I've heard of this. And then Family Reunion is our big conference in February. And I always take my assistant to that one. Where where do they? They rotate. Okay. So this year it's in Dallas. Last year was New Orleans. The year before was Anaheim, California. And the year before was Vegas. <laughs> I go to Vegas every October around oh, Halloween. Oh, that's right. For yeah. the, Zillow, the Zillow conference. I am telling you, it is $99 
for the conference. They feed you three meals a day. It's the best. It's you can't the beat cheapest. It. Like you got to pay for your hotel, which is a discounted rate. But like it's the best, cheapest. It and it's the most fun that you'll ever have. Like, but I bet these KW things. I bet they throw it down. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> so you um, are you close with any other people? Like, um, who are you close to in your office? Um, I have several good friends um, that I think I'm really close to. Diane Scott's a good friend of mine. Diana Fields, her daughter Nikki. Um, it's funny you mentioned Kitty. I met Kitty when I was in banking, so I've known Kitty half my life, and she's a good, good friend. And so um, we all share, like, our offices are on the same side of the building, so that's easy to see those people. Scott Ackerman is one of my dear friends, and he's one of the founders of our office. So. Oh, I didn't know that. I know yeah. him, but I, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, he's a great guy. Okay. I, I was just curious because, you know, I don't I don't know anything about this office, really. I Yeah. Come hang out. We'll let, my, you, we'll let you walk around. I did. Well, um, when I did a deal with you uh, last year, you invited me mm-hmm. to a class. And I, I did come. Yeah. and They're open to anyone. It was full. It was, like, full of people. And I don't remember the topic. Yeah. I think it I was social either. media. Maybe. But it was, it was packed to the gills of, like, people. And I don't mean, like, new, brand new people, like... Kitty Lane people come to these classes. Sure, yeah. If you don't want to learn, you're done. I agree. We had uh, we had the PVA guy come once. Oh, I love him. I love him. He gives great classes. He does. And um, he's a bit controversial, but I yes, like him. Yes, he is. Um, and I was talking to a, an agent that was a friend of mine at that time, and I was like, "Oh, I'm going to this PVA class. Like, are you coming?" And she's like, "No." I'm like, well, why not? And she's like, well, I already know how to sell real estate. I don't need to come to these classes. And I was like, girl, you're missing out. Good luck. What if that one dude comes with that mustache? You know who I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. The master commissioner, <laughs> the master- James <laughs> Frazier. Yes. I'm like, how are you? Why would you want to miss this mustache? That's great. <laughs> So I think um, we're we're pretty close to rounding this out here. Is there anything that you want to talk about or tell anyone about? Um, uh, you know, anyone that's maybe out there, like I don't know where to go. You know, why should they contact you to to look at Keller Williams uh, Bluegrass? Well, I mean, it speaks volumes that I've been there ten years. It really does, that's and a long time. I just feel like. Our office has a lot to offer. A lot of offices are good. Do you get recruited to leave like literally every month? No. People are like, Stephanie, we're done. I'm just kind of die hard KW. Yeah. (laughs) So, no, I don't get recruited. But I just think you should explore different offices because KW is not for everybody. Remax isn't for everybody. And you you should interview and find the place that best fits you. And why did that one fit you? I think the family atmosphere, that's what I was looking for. I was looking for a tribe of people. Okay. I mean, we go to lunch together. I just know if I need something. You know, if I'm sick, they offer to bring me soup. I mean, I've just developed. And don't get me wrong, like you, I have friends in all brokerages. But it's just my little intimate tribe there. And the other thing I'll say to realtors is don't discount getting to know your fellow agents. Oh, please. Because I'm glad you're doing this because it's really cool. And don't think that 
if Tiffany has a listing and she gets three offers and she has never heard two of their names and the other one she knows is an easy agent to work with, that agent stands a better chance of getting that offer accepted. That's true. And so don't discount the networking and the LBAR events and being nice to your agent because you can help your client without running over that other agent because you're going to see them again. You are going to, if they, I, I hear that all the time of like, I'll go to these appointments and a FISBO or someone will be like, well, you know, I know so-and-so they've been selling real estate for, you know, they're a new agent. I'm like, well, I, I don't know who that is, but there's 30, what, 3,500 of us? Or 33 or something. I don't there's know. There's a lot of us. And, and there were 1,600 when I started. Wow. It's doubled. In 2003? Yeah. Was business like flowing, flowing, flowing back then? Were you like, you know, swatting them away? Like, get I it. wish. I, I can't. But I, I wish. I can't work you all. Because I was new. <laughs> I did I did help 16 families my first year. So I thought that was pretty wow. good. April to December. That was a decent year. Um, but yeah, don't discount being nice. There's no, no situation that warrants you being super nasty to your fellow agent. I totally, I've never talked about that on the show before, and I'm glad you said that because it's true. I have literally won offers before from just knowing uh, and loving, oh, Kitty Lane, knowing other realtors and loving on them, and they're like, look, we want to work with you. Yeah, I just got one yesterday because of that. Let me tell you what just happened to me. I I've, I haven't told anyone this though, so I had a listing recently. This is a, a newer listing of mine that had multiple offers. Um, it, it wonderful like first time buyer price range under one fifty, cute ranch, three bed two bath, a whole nine, and multiple offers. We had four offers within I think six hours. Yes, love that, and one of them was cash. Which you're like, oh, man, we're done here. We've got this cash buyer. My seller goes out of town. She's, like, traveling to eastern Kentucky. She's on the road. She is overwhelmed. She's like, I, you told me this could happen, but, like, I didn't think it would. Um, I, I'm just overwhelmed. She was feeling all the feelings. And this uh, cash buyer agent was very upset that her offer had expired at five, even though I was like, look, we're going to make a decision at like five. And she's like, well, I'm going to put my expiration at five. And I was like, well, fine, that's okay, whatever you want to do. But like, we're going to make a decision at five. She calls me four or five times and it's like, where is our, where's our acceptance? And I'm like, we've got four other offers I wrote you full price offer in cash. We're done here. And I was like, excuse, we're not done here. She was so rude and nasty to me that when I called the seller and I was like, look, this cash person is like wanting desperately for you to respond. You know, they are like, why haven't you picked me? I'm a cash buyer. She went with someone else that was getting financing. They came in over asking, but like, because that, agent behave that way they lost out for their client because they're going to be a real peach through the whole that's transaction what I said. and this was an agent I think in her 80s and I'm like she's been doing this for a long time she's not woke anymore and, <laughs> and I was like look I didn't tell the seller this but I'm like in my mind I'm like oh god 
this is going to go swimmingly through this whole deal. Just imagine like going through inspections with this person and like yeah. the dishwasher's leaking or something. They'll be like, you're going to have to buy me a whole new one. Right. I'm a cash buyer. I'm going to throw that around. And I was like, I loved that call to be like, hey, I'm sorry, but she picked a different offer and she was like, well, she's going to regret it. And I was like, yeah, no, probably not because we've got like four other people like behind us. So, but imagine if she had been really sweet. If she was the sweetest lady, I would have gotten that house. I'm like, we got a cash buyer. Like, we are done here. Sometimes it's not as cut and dry as that, even. And what if all three are for the same price? They pretty much were. So then you got to pick who you think is going to be the easiest. Which lender is going to get it done. Right. That's a big, big thing. We all uh, we all know some bad ones, don't mm-hmm. we? Yes, we do. <laughs> all right, so that's all the time we have. Um, we went a little bit over the 45 minutes, but that's okay. Thank you for being in my Wokerage. Um, thank you for being a woke agent. You are fantastic, and I just I just loved working with you. I love getting to know you. Who oh, is Stephanie thank Kim? you. Thank Kellerman. you. Kellerman. Kellerman. Do you have to correct this all the time? Yes, and most people don't spell it right either, but I'm used to it. Stephanie K. Right. Good old SK here. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Woke Agent. You can find me on iTunes, and soon I'll be on Spotify. I got to do two more, and then I'm on Spotify. Yay. I know. Um, Okay, thank you, everyone. Have a great day.